Uh, let's uh, go back to golf now because, as I mentioned, Lucas Herbert, uh, it's almost like the worst kept secret that he was uh, going to be joining Liv over the last couple of weeks. He'll join Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman's team. And to talk about that, Matt Cleary from Golf Australia, senior writer, joins us on SEN 1116. G'day, Matt. Hey, g'day, guys. Nice to talk to you. Were you surprised? Very surprised. I actually wrote it um, in a piece <laughs> last month that um, Cam Davis, uh, Lucas Herbert, Midwood Lee would be the, the least. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they went to live, given their um, world ranking points and then desire to play uh, major championship golf. Sort of rests on you know getting that world ranking into the top fifty, uh, which they could, which they can do in um, uh, you know on the PGA Tour often because you know they're, they're all, uh, especially Lucas Herbert had all of twenty twenty four to do that. He was uh, he's got like a he's a past player exemption, so he's got all of the year. Yes, really surprised. Um, but, you know, the, the way he explained it, um, I sort of found yourself nodding along a little bit. Um, he wasn't eligible for the signature events, those big, you know, $20 million elevated ones that the PGA Tour have um, pumped some money into. Uh, so he was going to be sort of scratching around and grinding um, in as many uh, tournaments as he could get into um, to, you know, to scrape up enough points and to scrape up enough money. And I, I think he actually just got a bit sick of the, the grind idea you know he's a bloke that um enjoys his mates enjoys a beer and and now he can go and, go off and play with three of them um, <laughs> on live league so um yeah look he, he made a he, he weighed up a lot of pros and cons um the big con was the the points but um clearly he said that the, the positives outweigh the negatives and um away he's gone yeah it's an interesting one with lucas being a bit of a homebody the idea of 13 events a year to spend more time at home in Bendigo or home here in Melbourne or even to spend more time just not playing golf. Uh, for someone that has has struggled being the, the touring pro, it, 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 I can see it being positive from that perspective. But, gee, for someone that's not far outside the world's top 50 and, and all that comes with that, it, I would imagine it would have been a fairly agonising decision for him. I would have thought so too, mate. Um, but uh, look, it sounds like he's just been talked into it by Smithy, who's just um, sold him the dream. Um, and no, look, he's willing to um, not play. He's played 13, 14 major championships. Yep. Um, you know, probably best is T22 or something like that. Like, if you cut. And look, he's just willing, I think, to sit out 2024. Um, I think he's taken a punt, as John Rahm did, as probably Tyrell Hatton and anyone's gone over there that... Things are gonna they're gonna get back together. You know, yep. that that the live blokes, live players are gonna be able to come back into the fold and play um PGA tour, DP World Tour events for world ranking points. Um and even um for you know, one day down the track, if they could I think they have to start uh giving live events points. Um and I understand the the world ranking body's uh, reticence given it's uh, not a meritocracy, you know, blokes are in, invitationally Playing there, you know, Martin Keimer came 49th there, 49, I think, and you know he he's still he's still playing there, and and uh, you know Jed Morgan's not, but I think once they do that, and I think that'll be part of the agreement that they're they're trying to come to is that that live will not only get points, but that all you know PGA Tour players will be able to play in live events, and even you know live guys may be able to play in those Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy TGL events, and maybe even they all get you know um, world ranking points. So I think golf's going to look a, a lot different in 2025 and once they all work it out. But I think Lucas Herbert has taken a punt to, he's 28 years old. He, you know, 
he, I think he's um, willing to give up 2024 in terms of major championships. I mean, he can still try to get into the US Open and Open Championship through a Monday qualifier. There's 36 whole events to try and get into that, and he's probably good enough to, you know, become top three in those. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, the answer your question is a long way of saying um, very surprised. So, yeah. so Matt, just quickly, do you, do you know how much money he's got to go across? You know, we've heard the numbers that. Tyrrell Hatton's got. We certainly have heard the numbers that John Rama's got. But for someone like Lucas Herbert, do you know what the the, the, the numbers were? Because at the end of the day, a lot of it goes down to that. No, and um, colleague Russell Gould at the Herald Sun did ask him <laughs> um, on behalf of us all um, in the press today. Um, no, uh, look, the way he said it um, is very good for him. You know, set up for life for him was, was pretty much the was the, was the term that he used. And coming to live... So what what he signed on is let's say it was I don't know ten million. So Terrell Hatton sixty million, John Rahm's fifty million. Um, you know you could probably have a crack at um, yeah. You know, it was ten million US, right? It's not a bad chunk of change just to come <laughs> and play a bit of golf. You um, get by on 40, it, yeah. You, 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 you go all right. <laughs> you put it away, a little nest egg for you later. But I mean he's going to play thirteen events, all of which are worth thirty mil. You know if he, if he came last in every one, he could still walk off with two and a half mil. Now, US at the end of the season, so yeah, it it's just a it's a life changing, you know, um, uh, decision, um, and the money's just too good, uh, the offer's too good to turn down, and uh, you know, um, yeah, again, the the majors is I just think he's willing to sit out twenty twenty four with with a pretty educated guess that he'll be um, that, that everyone will come back into the fold in by twenty twenty five. Once they work out what the year looks like, and and then he can keep trying to play majors, but he could also play. You know, I mean, how good would it be if he could play? I don't know, ten live events, ten um, DP World events, and a couple of national titles. You know, if they pumped up the Aussie Open, if they pumped up the Indian Open, you know, if they pumped up Singapore Open, Hong Kong, and made it a genuine world tour, and you know, the, the public investment fund of Arabia and these rich blokes in America could actually, you know, quote unquote, grow game, not just in America and just send the game all around the world. And, um, I, I think Lucas Herbert and a few of those guys have taken the punt that that's, that or something like it's going to happen. You know, America's still you know, going to dominate golf, but um, I think a lot of their tournaments now are going to be a bit more like the Corn Ferry, sort of almost like a second division um, round. And they, you know, if they can have, say, 10 or 15 elevated ones, but then they can also have the National, you know, the Aussie Open, the Indian Open, uh, also elevated, and also with enough world ranking points that, um, it's it, it's in everyone's interest, all the best players in the world's interest, to go and play them. So, Matt, you don't have to find the sky there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, look, what is the latest with the PGA and the Live merger? Um, wh- why are we still at this standstill in, in the situation right now? What's stopping them get together? It, um, you know, it's, it's all speculation because um, uh, no one no one knows, but you could. Look, um, Jay Monaghan and Greg Norman are not friends. Um, Jay, Morna, Jay Monaghan is now the CEO of this new for-profit entity called PGA Tour Enterprises. Um, that has been, they just announced it this morning or, or yesterday, that uh, it's been invested in uh, by a group called Strategic Sports Group, um, who, are a, who are a bunch of rich blokes who own Boston Red Sox and Liverpool FC and a bunch of uh, football clubs. They're actually... Fenway Sports Group, I think they're called. Um, and so those guys have invested in the PGA Tour and they're still talking, so $3 billion over a couple of years and the, and the players 
200 PGA Tour players are going to be uh, equity members of that tour. Um, and they're still in talks with the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. Obviously, that's the mob that runs live about that. Because you know, the Saudis want to invest in the PGA Tour as well um, and obviously bring their live product into the fold. I'd say they can't decide how to do that. Um, they can't decide because you've know, got two, hot, you know, two hard heads in Jay Monaghan and Greg Norman, um, you know, biggest swinging dicks in the room or whatever you want to call it. And neither of them want to share. They're not friends. Uh, they're all the smartest men in the room, yeah. and, and they just can't, you know, they just can't nut it out. They can't suss it out. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to. Um, the, the, the ego is probably, yeah. the ego is probably the, the answer to your question is probably yeah. the ego. Yeah. Well, I have to work it out soon because I reckon it's, yeah, it's just, I guess, what can you say? It's just making golf hard at the moment uh, with everyone going in all sorts of different directions. Uh, Matt Cleary, thank you for joining us.